I'd like to tell you about the strangest secret in the world. Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was being interviewed in London, and a reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? And the great doctor was silent a moment, and then he said, Men simply don't think. It's about this that I want to talk with you. We live today in a golden age. This is an era that man has looked forward to, dreamed of, and worked toward for thousands of years. But since it's here, we pretty well take it for granted. We in America are particularly fortunate to live in the richest land that ever existed on the face of the earth, a land of abundant opportunity for everyone. But do you know what happens? Well, let's take a hundred men who start even at the age of 25. Do you have any idea what will happen to those men by the time they're 65? These 100 men who all start even at the age of 25 believe they're going to be successful. If you ask any one of these men if he wanted to be a success, he'd tell you he did. And you'd notice that he was eager toward life, that there was a certain sparkle to his eye, an erectness to his carriage, and life seemed like a pretty interesting adventure to him. But by the time they're 65, one will be rich. Four will be financially independent. Five will still be working. Fifty-four will be broke. Now think a moment, out of the 100, only five make the grade. Now why do so many fail? What has happened to the sparkle that was there when they were 25? What's become of the dreams, the hopes, the plans? And why is there such a large disparity between what these men intended to do and what they actually accomplished? When we say about 5% achieve success, we have to define success. And here's the best definition I've ever been able to find. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. If a man is working toward a predetermined goal and knows where he's going, that man is a success. If he's not doing that, he's a failure. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Rollo May, the distinguished psychiatrist, wrote a wonderful book called Man's Search for Himself. And in this book, he says, the opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice. It is conformity. And there you have the trouble today. It's conformity, people acting like everyone else without knowing why, without knowing where they're going. Now think of it. In America right now, there are over 18 million people, 65 years of age and older. And most of them are broke. They're dependent on someone else for life's necessities. Now we learn to read by the time we're seven. We learn to make a living by the time we're 25. Usually by that time, we're not only making a living, we're supporting a family. And yet by the time we're 65, we haven't learned how to become financially independent in the richest land that has ever been known. Why? We conform. And the trouble is that we're acting like the wrong percentage group, the 95 who don't succeed. Now why do these people conform? Well, they really don't know. These people believe that their lives are shaped by circumstances, by things that happen to them, by exterior forces. They're outer-directed people. A survey was made one time that covered a lot of men, working men, and these men were asked, Why do you work? Why do you get up in the morning? Nineteen out of twenty had no idea. If you ask them, they'll say, Well, everyone goes to work in the morning, and that's the reason they do it, because everyone else is doing it. Now, let's get back to our definition of success. Who succeeds? The only person who succeeds is the person who is progressively realizing a worthy ideal. He's the person who says, I'm going to become this, and then begins to work toward that goal. I'll tell you who the successful people are. A success is the school teacher who's teaching school because that's what he or she wants to do. The success is the woman who's a wife and mother because she wanted to become a wife and mother and is doing a good job of it. 
The success is the man who runs the corner gas station because that was his dream. That's what he wanted to do. The success is the successful salesman who wants to become a top-notch salesman and grow and build with his organization. A success is anyone who is doing deliberately a predetermined job because that's what he decided to do deliberately. But only one out of 20 does that. That's why today there isn't really any competition unless we make it for ourselves. Instead of competing, all we have to do is create. You know, for 20 years, I looked for the key which would determine what would happen to a human being. Was there a key I wanted to know which would make the future a promise that we could foretell to a large extent? Was there a key that would guarantee a person's becoming successful if he only knew about it and knew how to use it? Well, there is such a key, and I've found it. Have you ever wondered why so many men work so hard and honestly without ever achieving anything in particular? And others don't seem to work hard and yet seem to get everything? They seem to have the magic touch. You've heard them say that about someone. Everything he touches turns to gold. And have you ever noticed that a man who becomes successful tends to continue to become successful? And on the other hand, have you noticed how a man who's a failure tends to continue to fail? Well, it's because of goals. Some of us have goals, some don't. People with goals succeed because they know where they're going. It's that simple. Think of a ship leaving a harbor, and think of it with a complete voyage mapped out and planned. The captain and crew know exactly where it's going and how long it'll take. It has a definite goal. Now, 9,999 times out of 10,000, it will get to where it started out to get. Now, let's take another ship, just like the first, only let's not put a crew on it or a captain at the helm. Let's give it no aiming point, no goal, no destination. We just start the engines and let it go. I think you'll agree with me that if it gets out of the harbor at all, it will either sink or wind up on some deserted beach at derelict. It can't go any place because it has no destination and no guidance, and it's the same with a human being. Take the salesman, for example. There's no other person in the world today with the future of a good salesman. Selling is the world's highest paid profession, if we're good at it and if we know where we're going. Every company needs top-notch salesmen, and they reward those men. The sky's the limit for them. But how many can you find? Someone once said the human race is fixed, not to prevent the strong from winning, but to prevent the weak from losing. The American economy today can be likened to a convoy in time of war. The entire economy is slowed down to protect its weakest link, just as the convoy had to go at the speed that would permit its slowest vessel to remain in formation. That's why it's so easy to make a living today. It takes no particular brains or talent to make a living and support a family today. So we have a plateau of so-called security, if that's what a person is looking for. But we do have to decide how high above this plateau we want to aim. Now let's get back to the strangest secret in the world, the story that I wanted to tell you today. Why do men with goals succeed in life and men without them fail? Well, let me tell you something which, if you really understand it, will alter your life immediately. If you understand completely what I'm going to tell you from this moment on, your life will never be the same again. You'll suddenly find that good luck just seems to be attracted to you. The things you want just seem to fall in line, and from now on you won't have the problems, the worries, the gnawing lump of anxiety that perhaps you've experienced before. Doubt, fear, well, they'll be things of the past. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Throughout all history, the great wise men and teachers, philosophers and prophets have disagreed with one another on many different things. It's only on this one point that they are in complete and unanimous agreement. 
listen to what Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman emperor, said. A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Disraeli said this, Everything comes if a man will only wait. I brought myself by long meditation to the conviction that a human being with a settled purpose must accomplish it, and that nothing can resist a will that will stake even existence for its fulfillment. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, A man is what he thinks about all day long. William James said, The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. And he also said, We need only in cold blood act as if the thing in question were real, and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interests in it will be those which characterize belief. And he also said, if you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you will be good. Only you must then really wish these things and wish them exclusively, and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. In the Bible you read in Mark 9:23, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. My old friend Dr. Norman Vincent Peale put it this way. This is one of the greatest laws in the universe. Fervently do I wish I had discovered it as a very young man. It dawned upon me much later in life, and I found it to be one of the greatest, if not my greatest discovery outside of my relationship to God. The great law, briefly and simply stated, is that if you think in negative terms, you will get negative results. If you think in positive terms, you will achieve positive results. Welcome. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, this is an amazing experience that I'm having. Uh, right now I'm channeling, and I've never done this before. Uh, so I hope this goes well. I've never done this on a podcast before, so I hope this goes well. Right now, I'm channeling Source. Love, love, I apologize for this. I'm channeling love and hate. And love and hate is breaking down to me who and what they are. And this is some powerful stuff. Because I was just sitting here channeling for a whole like hour. And I had to really force my body to do this. <laughs> so... Here we go. Hope it works. Hope this goes well because it's going on anchor. So the first question I asked both love and hate was who I was. Because love and hate simply gave me a new understanding of who I was and who my body is and who they were so love and hate is going to take over now and 
each one is going to speak with the respect of the other. And they will share what they feel they need to share. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Love. And I am accompanied by Hate. Which is really two opposite of the same thing. We'll dig deeper into that later. Um, Dwayne is an identity. He's a conscious at his basic level for people because I understand that this is going to be on a podcast. So for people that are, that are listening to this, Dwayne is a conscience. Just like all of you are conscience. Um, you have the ability to reason, to accept and reject information. You have the ability to think. All of you. So do Dwayne. The body is the subconscious. The body takes orders from the conscious. The body does not have the ability to reject information from the conscious. The body has the ability to reject information from the outside source of the environment. Meaning, if you put food in the body, the body can reject that. But the body cannot reject any command given to it from the conscious. Now, here's where y'all get it mixed up. Because here's where knowing things and practicing things are powerful. Because the body can reject information from the superconscious. And the reason the body can reject information from the superconscious because it is not being received. So, and for good reason, because we cannot connect to the body. We can work through the body with the help of the conscious mind. But we ourselves cannot come through the body. We need the submission, the the um what do you, what would you call it here? We need the invitation of the conscious mind to come. Um and We work out invitations. <laughs> it's funny because when we come to Earth, our invitations are very different. We don't come. I'm speaking from the perspective. I'm speaking from the perspective of. Dwayne's understanding. <laughs> so to clear that up, we don't come to Earth. 
we are already here. We are in Earth. We are Earth. We are everything and nothing at the same time. If you can't comprehend that, you're in the wrong place. Um, so, back to what I was saying. Oh, man, Dwayne. Dwayne, you're consciousness. I, we, are super conscious. Your body is the subconscious. Your body submits to you. And we submit to each other. You submit to me while I submit to you. Well, wait. Am I sub- I'm not supposed to submit to the body? What? Submit to the body? Why would you submit to the body? Well, like, it, first off, the body doesn't want anything. The body doesn't need anything. You need things. You want things. Well, what about when I'm hungry? It's okay, so I've planned to believe in my research that humans can control their ability to be hungry. But then I also come to research ways that would say, well, we know, and I physically know this from my point of, from my own experience, that with my stomach grounds, I know I'm hungry. So, can you explain that to me? <laughs> Hunger. You put your body on a cycle. Sometimes the cycle change, depending on how you feel. This cycle takes three days to change. If you pay attention to the times you're hungry in three days, you understand that it's because of the times you've been eating. You was eating around this time yesterday, so your body is hungry now. It has nothing to do with you wasting energy. It's a repetitive cycle. You've been eating this way for three days. So now your stomach is used to this repetitive cycle. It happens this way in school as well. Lunch is the same time. So what happened? Children get hungry around the time of lunch. Lunch isn't at 12 o'clock because children are hungry at 12 o'clock. Lunch is at 12 o'clock consistently to get all of the kids ready, prepared to be hungry at 12 o'clock. So what I'm saying is, no school out here did a study that say we should make lunch from 12 o'clock, 12.45. No, no, no school did that. (laughs) What schools did was schools arranged a break period for children from a time, they made it consistent. And what started happening was the body started adapting to this consistency at school. So then the child started to become hungry during lunchtime, during breakfast time. That makes sense. Okay, okay. So, um, wow. I gotta regurgitate that. Not regurgitate, I apologize. Um, <laughs> you okay, though? Um, 
I gotta um like hone that in. Get that in. It's okay. Take your time. Take your time. You're alright. Okay. So what about my habit of smoking weed? Um, I use me personally, I believe that uh I smoke weed you know, for a beneficial purpose, um, you know, for learning purposes, I believe it helped me get to what I'm doing now in a better state. Um, I know I don't need it, but hey, so how do y'all feel about that? Both of y'all, both of y'all puts. Well, Dwayne, I love that you do it. And I hate that you do it. Explain it to me, both of you. I want your explanation first. Um, hate, and I want your explanation next, love. And I understand because y'all just told me because of who y'all are, but hate. Why do you hate that I do that? I hate that you do it because it's beneficial to you. If you were smoking weed, being empty-minded, letting me control your mind, then I wouldn't have no problem with you smoking weed. But your whole obligation to smoke weed is to learn. And that is detrimental to me. So, <laughs> I have no bearing of that. I leave that alone. But yet, I will try to distract you. You know, I would still try to use, because I understand that weed itself is addictive. But, I mean, I mean, it, it, I can't do nothing with that, though. I can't do nothing with you and smoking weed. I can't do nothing with that. Because your mind is too productive. That's why I hate the fact that you smoke weed. Okay. Love. I love the fact that you smoke weed. This is when we become our closest. We have times that we channel and that we become close on a regular basis. But when you smoke... You, it's like you become more receptive to me you know and I love it I love it I love it because I love your voice I love your voice and <laughs> this like it sounds funny it sounds so funny because I made you to talk I I this is what I made you for so, uh, it, it, it warms, it, if I had a heart, it will warm it over with joy and bliss. And this is to describe some of the human emotions that I feel, or I would feel, because you're channeling me. Now, let's not get this confused. I would feel this way if anyone got this close to me. Now, most people think about the closenesses in the heavens and the sky. But when we talking about emotion, because I'm love, that's my name. That's my name, love. My name is love. So if you love anything, if you're doing anything, and if you're passionate about anything, I love it. And of course, the devil would hate it. But see, 
this is where it would be amazing because then because people understand that you have to love those who don't love you and that's where I dive into Satanism because that's where I control the people in Satanism it's funny because when people talk about church they talk about the devil often, you know, the pit of hell and all of those things. But in Satanism, I teach people to love the devil, who he himself cannot love. That's how you conquer all things. So, you have to, you have to you have to have an open mind about a lot of things, you know. Um, now, for people out there that will say that's crazy, like Dwayne had a discussion on stereo the other day or yesterday, um, and he was talking about unconditional love. If somebody came and stole something from him, he wouldn't get. Dwayne was speaking on the realm of right and wrong. And we corrected Dwayne. We had to correct Dwayne this morning. And we had to tell Dwayne, stop telling people you don't believe in right and wrong. Instead, start telling people you believe in polarity. So, we had to condition Dwayne to stop telling people what he don't believe in. And start telling people what he do believe in. You know? So, when a person believe, so when a person tell Dwayne that stealing is wrong. What Dwayne would then respond to is say, Yes, stealing is wrong for you. And what, what like, 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 silence is perfect. It allows us to reconnect. It allows us to get our message across efficiently. The act, okay, the act of something is less important than its content, okay. Please understand this. The act of something is less important than its content. Killing. The act of killing is less important than what perspective you put it in. If you put it in a negative perspective, then it's bad. But if you put it in a positive perspective, then it's good. Now, some people will say, well, there is no positive perspective that you can put killing in. Self-defense. You can, if somebody's coming to steal something from you and you defend yourself and then you have to kill them. Um, robbery. Thievery. You know, that, that there's... there's many repercussions of death that can happen towards a person. 
Um, but these things are then called justified, which is positive. You know, um, so the act itself is less important than the content. We really have to understand that. So, Dwayne just like to get the information and put the content according with the act so he can get the full understanding of it. So he can then make a correct discernment because Dwayne don't judge. We've taught Dwayne not to judge. Um, though Dwayne have prejudices, <laughs> he have things he like and things he don't like. But he don't judge those things. He just have things he like and things he don't like. He stay away from things he don't like and he go towards things he like. You know? So, when it comes to good and bad to Dwayne, those are classified as morals. Judgmental morals. And Dwayne is not a judge. So, Dwayne have no right to judge anything on the quarters of good and bad. That's what you should start telling people, Dwayne. Start telling people, I don't have the right to judge. When people ask you if something good or bad, say, I don't have the right to judge. That's what you say. Anywho, <laughs> back to, back to, uh, back to this talk. Um, so yeah, that's how we got to the whole good and evil, Dwayne don't believe in good and evil thing. Um, And, hey, do you have anything to add? (sighs) Do I have to be here? I don't want to share information. I don't really care about this. I don't... (sighs) Do I have to share? Do I have to? Well, I would like for you to... Well, I'm going to try my best to get out of not sharing my part. So if you let me not share my part, I will. I'll even give you a new idea. Do you want a new idea? Do you want a new topic to talk about? Because <laughs> I really don't care about you not wanting to channel like I don't I don't care like you don't like you right now in this moment right now you serve no purpose to me so I don't care okay is there a way I can get you to care why do you want to get me to care about anything you're doing you, you, if you want me to care about something you're doing I hope you're ready to get a shit storm of backlash. Because that's what I love. And I use that loosely. See, that's where the yin and yang sign comes. And there's a little bit of love and a little bit of light hate there. I love that little bit of love there. I love shit storms. That's what makes me giggle. That's what makes me laugh on a human level. I love shit storms. I love drama. I love it. 
I love negativity. I am negativity. I'm the embodiment of negativity. I am the embodiment of hate. That's my name. So, if you want to talk about something that you're fighting against, something that you are scared of, if you want to talk about anything negative, I'll be interested. If you don't, I have nothing to say. Love is back. (laughs) And that's the end of him, I guess, Dwayne. So... (laughs) Dwayne. Um... You pissed hate off. As only one could do. And it... Hey, look. Look at me. Don't go poking at the dragon's den, as one would say. Um, So, you stay focused here. That's the thing, right? So, the thing about it is, once the devil have no interest in man, man go looking for the devil. And I said that on a terminology that people that are listening can understand. Once hate have no interest in man, man go looking for hate. Man go looking for things to hate. It's ironic, but something has to go wrong. When things start going... There's an axiom out here that says, if it's too good to be... If it's too good, then it's too good to be true. That's the falsest thing I've ever heard. The falsest thing I've ever heard. Because if it's too good, then it's too good. Then that's where you should be. That's where you should want to be. Um, <laughs> people don't. Human beings don't. Who do I want to say here? Value. Human beings don't value peace enough. Human human beings don't value um, love enough. Um, And for good reason. Because love is a very feminine... Good question, Dwayne. Um, Dwayne asked me, was there a masculine expression of love? Because what I was about to say was society, today's societies, in today's society, there's a lot of masculinity going on. And love is a very feminine thing, feminine trait, feminine concept, as I would say, feminine concept. Love is a very feminine concept. So, um, the idea of, of, of unconditional love sounds woo-woo to people. Sounds to people. Um, 
Silence is good. It helps us reconnect. It helps us get back on one accord. Wow. Dwayne, I be wanting to say some things, but like, like right now, the word people, I'm thinking of human beings. I want to, I want to, I want to convey to human beings. I don't want to use the word people. I want to use the word human beings. And the reason I want to use the word human beings instead of people is because human beings are see 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 okay so the reason I only so the reason I want to go as far as human beings is because human beings is the furthest reach of conceptual I can go before I become nonsense if that makes sense if I start saying conscious beings then Dwayne, you might lose half of your audience because, yeah, yeah, like, eh, what is conscious? Then you get to the realm of what's conscious and what's not conscious. And to avoid all of that, to avoid all of that, Dwayne, we're just going to use the word human beings. Okay? So, human beings, from now on. Okay, I, I can use the word human beings. Um,. Why do you think I'm so conditioned to say the word people instead of human beings? Well, Dwayne, because you're yourself a human. And you are conditioned through a paradigm. And everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, everything you turn on, you hear the word people instead of human beings. So, that's why. Okay. Um, wow, this is amazing. Um... So, to get back into the, the stereo talk that I had the other day, um, what do you think I should, how do you think I should act according to this, this, this negative notion? When negative things happen in my life, how should I act? Well, as, well... Dwayne, you should hold the notion of love in your heart. Right? Um, when negative things happen in your physical world, you don't let them affect you emotionally. Because once it affects you emotionally, that's when it starts to really affect your life. Right? Um understand I one thing that can really help you with this Dwayne is to really understand the fact that you don't have control over reality itself you only have control over your own reality okay so so with this understanding with this understanding if you If something from someone else's reality crosses into your reality and it's negative, then you handle it in the most positive manner in which you can, in the 
in the realm of love as you can. Um, a lot of people like to talk, like, cause I, cause this is what you're doing to me right now, Dwayne. You are, <laughs> and y'all can't hear Dwayne doing this to me, but he, he is, he's asking, well, what about it is inevitable? What about if I can't? What if I can't turn away? Like, what about if I can't be pot? If you are aligned with love, with unconditional love at all times, at all times, at all times, there will never be a situation, never be a situation where you cannot turn to love and love that situation and either make it go away or make it a better situation. Love conquer all things. Love conquer all things. All things. All things. Hate is not a thing. Hate is an emotion. Love can't conquer hate. Because if love conquers hate, then life itself will cease to exist. However, love conquers all earthly things. Ah, there it is. Bang. Love conquers all earthly things. Unconditional love conquers all earthly things. All earthly things. Um... Okay. <laughs> um so I'm sitting here because one thing I do want to add, right, is Earl Nightingale is 100% correct, right? Because now this is Dwayne talking. Earl Nightingale is 100% correct. Men simply don't think. And this is an example right here of how men simply don't think. Because here I am channeling unconditional love. And (laughs) I can't find one question to ask other than what it was just breaking down to me. And maybe because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't thinking when I was talking. But how can I think? I can only receive, right? Um, Oh, wow. These are the things I go through on a daily basis, y'all. Uh, unconditional love. I want to call you source, but I don't want to call you unconditional love because I know your name. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make me no difference in what you call me. Um, unconditional love. Well, I can respond to that. Um, the message I have for you today is the message I have for you every day. Love is. You can only love. Love harder than you loved yesterday. Love harder the day before. As you love today after. Love, 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 love. That sounds really cliche to a lot of people. Or human beings doing, what did I tell you about that? (laughs) I gotta start making mistakes. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy. 
Um. Um. Welcome. Ah <laughs> oh, man, this is an amazing experience that I'm having. Uh, right now I'm channeling, and I've never done this before. Uh, so I hope this goes well. I've never done this on a podcast before, so I hope this goes well. Right now, I'm channeling Source. Love, love. I apologize for this. I'm channeling love and hate. And love and hate is breaking down to me who and what they are. And this is some powerful stuff. Because I was just sitting here channeling for a whole, like, hour. And I had to really force my body to do this. (laughs) So... Here we go. Hope it works. Hope this goes well because it's going on anchor. So the first question I asked both love and hate was who I was. Because love and hate simply gave me a new understanding of who I was and who my body is and who they were. So, love and hate is going to take over now and each one is going to speak with the respect of the other and they will share what they feel they need to share. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Love, and I am accompanied by hate, which is really two opposite of the same thing. We'll dig deeper into that later. Um, Dwayne is an identity. He's a conscious, and is basic level for people because I understand that this is going to be on a podcast so for people that are, that are listening to this Dwayne is a conscience just like all of you are conscience um you have the ability to reason to accept and reject information you have the ability to think all of so do Dwayne. The body is the subconscious. The body takes orders from the conscious. The body does not have the ability to reject information from the conscious. The body has the ability to reject information from the outside source of the environment meaning if you put food in the body the body can reject that but the body cannot reject any command given to it 
from the conscience. Now, here's where y'all get it mixed up. Because here's where knowing things and practicing things are powerful. Because the body can reject information from the superconscious. And the reason the body can reject information from the superconscious because it is not being received. So, and for good reason, because we cannot connect to the body. We can work through the body with the help of the conscious mind. But we ourselves cannot come through the body. We need the submission, the, the um, what, do you, what would you call it here? We need the invitation of the conscious mind to come. Um, and we work out invitations it's funny because when we come to earth our invitations are very different we don't come I'm speaking from the perspective I'm speaking from the perspective of Dwayne's understanding So, to clear that up, we don't come to Earth. We are already here. We are in Earth. We are Earth. We are everything and nothing at the same time. If you can't comprehend that, you're in the wrong place. Um, so, back to what I was saying. Dwayne, you are consciousness. I, we, are super conscious. Your body is the subconscious. Your body submits to you. And we submit to each other. You submit to me while I submit to you. But wait. Am I sub- I'm not supposed to submit to the body? What? Submit to the body? Why would you submit to the body? Well, like, it, first off, the body doesn't want anything. The body doesn't need anything. You need things. You want things. Well, what about when I'm hungry? It's okay, so. I've came to believe in my research that humans can control their ability to be hungry. But then I also come to research ways that would say, well, we know, and I physically know this from my point of, from my own experience, that with my stomach grounds, I know I'm hungry. So can you explain that to me? <laughs> Hunger. You put your body on a cycle. 
sometimes this cycle change, depending on how you feel. This cycle takes three days to change. If you pay attention to the times you're hungry in three days, you understand that it's because of the times you've been eating. You was eating around this time yesterday, so your body is hungry now. It have nothing to do with you wasting energy. It's a repetitive cycle. You've been eating this way for three days, so now your stomach is used to this repetitive cycle. It happens this way in school as well. Lunch is the same time. So what happened? Children get hungry around the time of lunch. Lunch isn't at 12 o'clock because children are hungry at 12 o'clock. Lunch is at 12 o'clock consistently to get all of the kids ready, prepared to be hungry at 12 o'clock. So what I'm saying is, no school out here did a study that say we should make lunch from 12 o'clock, 12.45. No, no no school did that. (laughs) What schools did was schools arranged a break period for children from a time, and they made it consistent. And what started happening was the body started adapting to this consistency at school. So then the child started to become hungry during lunchtime, during breakfast time. That makes sense. Okay, okay. So, um, wow. I gotta regurgitate that. Not regurgitate, I apologize. Um, <laughs> you okay, darling? Um, I gotta, um, hone that in. So, what about my habit of smoking weed? Um, I use, me personally, I believe that uh, I smoke weed, you know, for a beneficial purpose, um, you know, for learning purposes. I believe it helped me get to what I'm doing now in a better state. Um, I know I don't need it, but hey, so how do y'all feel about that? Both of y'all, both of y'all puts. Well, Dwayne, I love that you do it. And I hate that you do it. Explain it to me, both of you. I want your explanation first, um, hate. And I want your explanation next, love. And I understand because y'all just told me because of who y'all are. But hate. Why do you hate that I do that? I hate that you do it because it's beneficial to you. If you were smoking weed, being empty-minded, letting me control your mind, then I wouldn't have no problem with you smoking weed. But your whole obligation to smoke weed is to learn. And that is detrimental to me. So, (laughs) I have no bearing on that. I'll leave that alone. But yet, I will try to distract you. You know, I would still try to use, because I understand that weed itself is addictive. But, I mean, I mean, it, it, I can't do nothing with that, though. 
can't do nothing with you, Miss McQueen. I can't do nothing with you. Because your mind is too productive. That's why I hate the fact that you're Miss McQueen. Okay. Love. I love the fact that you're Miss McQueen. This is when we become our closest. We have times that we channel and that we become close on a regular basis. But when you smoke, you it's like you become more receptive to me. You know? And I love it. I love it. I love it. Because I love your voice. I love your voice. And <laughs> this, like, it sounds funny. It sounds so funny. Because... I made you to talk. I, I, this is what I made you for. So, ah, uh, it, it, it warms, it, if I had a heart, it will warm it over with joy and bliss. And this is to describe some of the human emotions that I feel, or I would feel, because you're channeling me. Now, let's not get this confused. I would feel this way if anyone got this close to me. Now, most people think about the closeness is in the heavens and the sky, but when we talking about emotion, because I'm love, that's my name. That's my name, love. My name is love. So if, if you love anything, if you're doing anything, and if you're passionate about anything, I love it. And of course, the devil would hate it. But see, <laughs> this is where it would be amazing. Because then, because people understand that you have to love those who don't love you. And that's where I dive into Satanism. Because that's where I control the people in Satanism. It's funny because when people talk about church, they talk about the devil. Often, you know, the pit of hell and all of those things. But in Satanism, I teach people to love the devil. Who he himself cannot love. That's how you conquer all things. So you have to you have to you have to have an open mind about a lot of things, you know. Um now for people out there that or say that's crazy, like Dwayne had a discussion on stereo the other day, or yesterday. Um And he was talking about unconditional love. If somebody came and stole something from him, he wouldn't get... Dwayne was speaking on the realm of right and wrong. And we corrected Dwayne. We had to correct Dwayne this morning. And we had to tell Dwayne, stop telling people you don't believe in right and wrong. Instead, start telling people you believe in polarity. So... We had to condition Dwayne to stop telling people what he don't believe in. And start telling people what he do believe in. You know. So when a person believe, So when a person tell Dwayne. That stealing is wrong. 
But Dwayne would then respond to is say, Yes, stealing is wrong for you. And what, what like 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 silence is perfect. It allows us to reconnect. It allows us to get our message across efficiently. The act, okay, the act of something is less important than its content, okay, please understand this, the act of something is less important than its content, killing, the act of killing. Is less important than what perspective you put it in. If you put it in a negative perspective, then it's bad. But if you put it in a positive perspective, then it's good. Now, some people will say, well, there is no positive perspective that you can put killing in. Self-defense. You... Can if somebody's coming to steal something from you and you defend yourself and then you have to kill them. Um, robbery, thievery. You know that that there's there's many repercussions of death that can happen towards a person. Um, but these things are then called justified, which is positive. You know, um, so the act itself is less important than the content. We really have to understand that. So Dwayne just like to get the information and put the content according with the act. So he can get the full understanding of it. So he can then make a correct discernment because Dwayne don't judge. We've taught Dwayne not to judge. Um, though Dwayne have prejudices, <laughs> he have things he like and things he don't like. But he don't judge those things. He just have things he like and things he don't like. He stay away from things he don't like and he go towards things he like. You know? So, when it comes to good and bad to Dwayne... Those are classified as morals, judgmental morals. And Dwayne is not a judge. So Dwayne have no right to judge anything on the quarters of good and bad. That's what you should start telling people, Dwayne. Start telling people, I don't have the right to judge. When people ask you, is something good or bad? Say, I don't have the right to judge. That's what you say. Anywho, <laughs> back to, back to, uh, back to this talk. Um, so yeah, that's how we got to the whole good and evil, Dwayne don't believe in good and evil thing. Um, and hey, do you have anything to add?
I have to be here? I don't want to share information. I don't really care about this. I don't... (sighs) Do I have to share? Do I have to? Well, I would like for you to. Well... I'm going to try my best to get out of not sharing my part. So if you let me not share my part, I will. I'll either give you a new idea. Do you want a new idea? Do you want a new topic to talk about? Because <laughs> I really don't care about you not wanting to channel me. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you don't, like, you... Right now, in this moment, right now, you serve no purpose to me, so I don't care. Okay. Is there a way I can get you to care? Why do you want to get me to care about anything you're doing? You, you, if you want me to care about something you're doing, I hope you're ready to get a shit storm of backlash because that's what I love and I use that loosely see that's where the yin and yang sign comes and there's a little bit of love and a little bit of light hate there I love that little bit of love there I love shit storms that's what makes me giggle that's what makes me laugh on a human level I love shit storms I love drama I love it I love negativity. I am negativity. I'm the bottom of negativity. I am the bottom of hate. That's my name. So, if you want to talk about something that you're fighting against, something that you are scared of, if you want to talk about anything negative, I'll be interested. If you don't, I have nothing to say to you. Love is back. <laughs> and that's the end of him, I guess, Dwayne. So... <laughs> Ooh, Dwayne. Um, you pissed hate off. As only one could do. And it, hey, look, look at me. Don't go poking at the dragon's den, as one would say. Um, so you stay focused here. That's the thing, right? So the thing about it is, once the devil have no interest in man, man go looking for the devil. And I said that on a terminology that people that are listening can understand. Once hate have no interest in man, man go looking for hate. Man go looking for things to hate. It's ironic, but something has to go wrong. When things start going... There's an axiom out here that says, if it's too good to be, if it's too good, then it's too good to be true. 
that's the falsest thing I've ever heard. The falsest thing I've ever heard. Because if it's too good, then it's too good. Then that's where you should be. That's where you should want to be. Um, <laughs> people don't. Human beings don't. Um, who don't want to say here? Value. Human beings don't value peace enough. Human being. Human beings don't value um love enough. Um, and for good reason because love is a very feminine good question Dwayne um Dwayne asked me was there a masculine expression of love because what I was about to say was society today's society in today's society there's a lot of masculinity going on and love is a very feminine thing feminine trait feminine concept as I would say feminine concept Love is a very feminine concept. So, um, the idea of, of, of unconditional love sounds woo-woo to people. Sounds to people. Um, silence is good. It helps us reconnect. It helps us get back on one accord wow Dwayne I be wanting to say some things but like like right now the word people I'm thinking of human beings I want to I want to I want to convey to human beings I don't want to use the word people I want to use the word human beings and the reason I want to use the word human beings instead of people is because Human beings are see, see, see. Okay, so the reason only, so the reason I want to go as far as human beings is because human beings is the furthest reach of conceptual I can go before I become nonsense if that makes sense if I start saying conscious beings then Dwayne you might lose half of your audience because yeah yeah like eh, what is conscious then you get to the realm of what's conscious and what's not conscious and, and to avoid all of that to avoid all of that Dwayne we're just going to use the word human beings okay so human beings from now on Okay, I I can use the word human being. Um, why do you think I'm so conditioned to say the word people instead of human beings? Well, Dwayne, because you're yourself a human. And you are conditioned through a paradigm. And everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, everything you turn on, you hear the word people instead of human beings. So, that's why. Okay. Um... Wow, this is amazing. Um, 
So, to get back into the, the stereo talk that I had the other day, um, what do you think I should, how do you think I should act according to this, this, this negative notion? When negative things happen in my life, how should I act? Well, as, well, Dwayne, you should hold the notion of love in your heart, right? Um, when negative things happen in your physical world, you don't let them affect you emotionally. Because once it affects you emotionally, that's when it starts to really affect your life, right? Um... Understand. I, one thing that can really help you with this, Dwayne, is to really understand the fact that you don't have control over reality itself. You only have control over your own reality. Okay? So, so with this understanding, with this understanding, if you... If something from someone else's reality crosses into your reality and it's negative, then you handle it in the most positive manner in which you can, in the in, in, in the in the realm of love as you can. Um a lot of people like to talk like cuz i cuz this is what you're doing to me right now Dwayne you are <laughs> and y'all can't hear Dwayne doing this to me but he he is he's asking well what about it is inevitable what about if i can't what if i can't turn away like what about if i can't be pop? if you are aligned with love with unconditional love at all times at all times at all times there will never be a situation, never be a situation where you cannot turn to love and love that situation and either make it go away or make it a better situation. Love conquer all things. Love conquer all things. All things all things hate is not a thing hate is an emotion love can't conquer hate because if love conquers hate then life itself will cease to exist however love conquers all earthly things Ah, there it is. Bang. Love conquers all earthly things. Unconditional love conquers all earthly things. All earthly things. Um. Okay. (laughs) Um. 
so I'm sitting here because one thing I do want to add, right, is Earl Nightingale is 100% correct, right? Because, now this is Dwayne talking. Earl Nightingale is 100% correct. Men simply don't think. And this is an example right here of how men simply don't think. Because here I am channeling unconditional love. And (laughs) I can't find one question to ask other than what it was just broken down to me. And maybe because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't thinking when I was talking. But how can I think? I can only receive, right? Um, oh, wow. These are the things I go through on a daily basis, y'all. Unconditional love. I want to call you source, but I don't want to call you unconditional love. Because I don't know your name. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't make me no difference in what you call me. Um, unconditional love. Well, I can respond to that. Um, the message I have for you today is the message I have for you every day. Love is you can only love. Love harder than you loved yesterday. Love harder the day before as you love today after. Love, 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 love. That sounds really cliche to a lot of people. Or human beings doing. What did I tell you about that? <laughs> I gotta stop making mistakes. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy. Um. Um. 